You're listening to the Spa Strong Podcast, where we empower estheticians to become badass beauty CEOs and build profitable, thriving businesses. We're your hosts, Melissa Ellis, licensed master esthetician. And I'm Royal Ellis, former police officer. Together, we will help you achieve total aesthetics badassery. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with the other beauty professionals you know. Now that we've got that out of the way, let's do this shit. Hello. Hello. Welcome back to the Spa Strong Podcast. We're so happy to have y'all here listening with us today. Mm-hmm. We have an amazing guest. Yeah. But of course, first, if you are loving the Spa Strong Podcast, then please subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends about it, post it on Instagram or whatever social platform you're on so we can reach more estheticians and beauty professionals and help them be empowered, badass CEOs. So, Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Claire Rosenberg. Claire was one of the first artists to bring microblading to the United States in a big way and has been teaching the art since 2016. Having performed thousands of microblading procedures and having personally taught over 4,000 students, Claire launched Beauty Angels Academy publicly in March of 2019, her own worldwide PMU Academy. She was chosen to be the feature speaker at the American Academy of Micropigmentation Conference and has been invited to speak at many other conferences since. Her passion for teaching is reflected in many of the 850 five-star reviews on her Academy's Facebook page. Ladies and gentlemen. Correction, 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 correction. Yes. Now it's over a thousand. Woo! Okay, well, there we go. Okay. there we go. Mic drop. Okay. (laughs) Over a thousand five-star reviews. (laughs) Yes, there's like... Ladies and gentlemen, may we present Claire Rosenberg. Claire, how are you? How are you doing? Hello, hello, you guys. Hello. We're so happy to have you here with us. Thank you for taking time. Thank you for having me. Of course. So we are excited to hear more about you and your story. We had the pleasure of being guests on your Clarity Show, but now we want to hear all about you. Well, actually, the funny thing is, I don't know if you guys knew, but I've been doing skincare since I was, um, I think I was like 14, 15. I had very bad acne. Uh And uh, my father had uh, a fiance at the time who was an esthetician. Mm -hmm. And I'm from Turkey. So it was not really that big there Mm -hmm. at the time, you know, the skincare industry and esthetician. People didn't even know what is really facials. And uh, she started doing facials for me. And then I said, oh, my God, this really helped my skin. And I want to help others, you know. So I was in uh, first year of high school Mm -hmm. and I was not a good student. And I told my mom, I said, I want to be an esthetician. I said, I want to drop out from high school and I want to be an esthetician. And she had like a big blow up oh, I she flipped <laughs> she says you are not you are gonna go to college you're gonna I'm like mom I'm not that smart I'm smart different way but I'm yeah. not book smart mom mm-hmm. I'm like let's just get this straight and I hate school so I convinced my mom that I would go to a vocational school it was a high school with aesthetics so wow. Wow. And then I actually graduated the number one student 
with honors from that. I'm like, oh my God, this is so crazy. And I'm like, okay, if I like something, you know, and then actually, believe it or not, in a class of like maybe 30, we were only literally three people end up staying in the industry. Like people didn't stay, you know, they dropped off. And then when I came to United States, you know, it was such an amazing thing for me. They say in Turkey, you have a golden bracelet. There's a say Hmm. to have a golden bracelet means you have a profession. Mm -hmm. You know, you could do that anywhere you go, right? Mm -hmm. Skincare, permanent makeup. If I move tomorrow to wherever country in Australia, I could still do that there. Yeah. So it's like amazing. Like I have friends who came here from Turkey and they were guys, they were dentists and they can't practice. They were doctors. Oh. They can't practice. Well, yeah. guess what? Claire was able to practice. <laughs> you know, I got my transcript from my school mm-hmm. and uh, I applied for the esthetician license and I had so much so many more hours than it was required at the Mm -hmm. time in Massachusetts. And then I got my aesthetics license and uh, I started working at a, uh, at a beauty salon and I did not do permanent makeup until I actually moved to Florida, which was about 18 years ago. Oh, wow. wow. Sorry. Sorry. So about 18 years ago, I uh, started doing permanent makeup because I did a lot of eyebrows as a, mm-hmm. uh, as a esthetician and, and I loved eyebrows. I did, a, I was actually a speed waxer. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. And I said, okay, you know what? I love, I did not love facials. Facials were not my, uh, passion for mm-hmm. some reason. I, I wanted to make quick money, mm-hmm. you know, and I felt like waxing was such quick money. And at the time there was no laser hair removal. So women wanted to do like Brazilians and not many people wanted to do Brazilian bikini waxes. Yeah. You know, it's private. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, for some people, they may think it's gross. I loved it. I just loved it because I was charging like $50, $60 and it was literally 50, maximum 15 minutes. Yep. It was amazing, right? Yeah, you know. And then I, I started doing like a lot of eyebrows. Um, when I moved to United States, I started doing a lot of eyebrows. So I became like pretty big in my area. And I started doing all the women's vaginas and eyebrows, literally. Mm-hmm. Like yep. every day. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. Every 15 minutes, you know, boom, boom, boom. And then one day, one of my clients said, um, Claire, you're amazing at eyebrows. Like you do the best eyebrows in town. Why don't you learn permanent makeup? Like you know, tattooing. Mm -hmm. And I say, you know what? It's funny. I said, I I don't know much about this, but when I was in Turkey, I had this client and she was a a flight attendant for Singapore airlines or something like that. And in Asia, you know, permanent makeup was pretty big. And uh, I saw she had an eyeliner and she had her lips done. Mm. Eyebrows were not a thing back then. I mean, Permanent makeup was not a big thing. Yeah. I never even heard of it. I'm like, what do you mean? Like they tattooed your eyelids? Yeah. And she was like, yeah. And I was like, wow, this is because I was doing a facial for her mm-hmm. and I'm trying to remove her eye, eye makeup. <laughs> you, I didn't know, yep. you know? And she's like, oh, no, no, no that's not going to come off. And I'm like, 
what do you mean? Like, what kind of a makeup is this? And I never heard of it, you know? Yeah. So then when I came to United States, I was um, 19 years old. And then my mom came to visit me. And I never forget. I said, mom, I want to get permanent makeup. I want to get an eyeliner. I said, Mm -hmm. that's cool. Because I had like so much eyebrows that I didn't need more (laughs) eyebrows. But, you know, because I started like, tweezing my eyebrows like when I was older I never used to touch it I don't mm-hmm. know it wasn't a big thing in Turkey okay, at, yeah. at back then mm-hmm. now it's huge everywhere but so anyway I found a place I went to get my eyeliner and then it was in San Francisco we were traveling and then I said okay this is a problem I'm not going to be able to go back to San Francisco so I found a place in Connecticut mm-hmm. and that's like not that close, you know, Massachusetts to Connecticut, I had to drive, you know, and then one time I had her come in and, you know, I did like a few touch-ups and I'm like, wow, this is nice. I like this. So then my mom needed eyebrows and by then it was starting to get a little bit more popular Mm -hmm. uh, permanent makeup. So we went and actually I got it too because I started going pluck crazy and then I got my eyebrows done. And then when I moved to Florida, when this uh, client of mine, Nadia said, Claire, why don't you do it? I said, you know what? I should do it. I should do it. So I went and I learned permanent makeup. Back then, permanent makeup or semi-permanent makeup was not what it was today. Um, But I started doing everybody's eyebrows. I never nice. got into lips and eyeliner though, mm-hmm. because I was like always like an eyebrow person, you know, it was like the eyebrow guru. And then I started doing that. And then, um, one day I was at my spa and then I got a, a message, a text message. This girl says, Oh, you know, I was just at your spa. It was locked. I said, Oh my God, I just went to get lunch. And then I put my sign you know, you could call and text me. So she says, you know, uh, look what I do. And then she texts me some pictures before, after. And I'm like, what is this? I said, this is beautiful. It's like freaking magic. She says, it's permanent makeup. I said, this is not permanent makeup. I said, I do permanent makeup. I said, the eyebrows that I do don't look like this. She says, oh, I'm doing hair strokes. Mm-hmm. And I go, oh, all right. So I said, I said, let's talk about it. She says, are you hiring? And I said, you know what? I don't hire. I'm only doing rental. Mm-hmm. So she says, no, you know what? I don't, I don't have much money. I just moved from California and blah, blah, blah. And I said, okay, you know what? I'm like thinking I could get this girl like real busy. Like I had a huge business with eyebrows, you know, and the way that she was doing the hair strokes, it's like so nice and soft. I could get her a lot of business. So then I talk with her. I give her a business. I I give her a job. And literally, it was funny. You guys, in two days, she comes to me and she says, I don't want to work for you. I want to rent. What? I go, yeah. I go, okay, no problem. That's fine. I said, honestly, it was just easier for me. I didn't want to deal with like employees. And now Mm -hmm. I have so many that I have to deal with. But (laughs) it was just easy for me, you know. All I wanted to do, because I really loved 
like shaping eyebrows, doing my Brazilians. And I made really good money too. I made six figure income, you know? So I said, okay, you know what? I'll rent it to you. Then one day, like maybe a month went by, something like that, a month and a half. And I'm like seeing these clients are coming back with no retention or Mm -hmm. very, very little retention. And I'm like, you know what? This girl is not doing deep enough. That's why it looks so nice, soft and feathery. Uh, But then the client come back and start complaining to me, you know, I loved it the first week. And I'm like thinking, okay, but I was not as knowledgeable at mm -hmm. the time. So I'm like starting to think, why is this happening? So I go, Natalie, why is this happening? Well, you know, you have to make sure, blah, blah, and the skin, blah, 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 some kind of bullshit stuff. Mm-hmm. And and then I go, okay. I said, well, this is not good, though. Then you are going and doing like a powder effect, which is what I did. Mm-hmm. Well, not quite the way that it was right now, but it was more like permanent. But so then I said to her, listen, you need to get a Florida tattoo license, here in Florida, you need a license. And I said, I don't know if you're going back to California, but if you're going to stay here, you're going to have to have a license and you need to get your insurance because you're not renting from me. Yeah. Nothing. Every week, I, Natalie, did you get it? Did you get No, no, no. And finally, I gave her an ultimatum. I said, you know what? If you don't have it by next week... I, I can't have you here anymore because I'm a reputable business. Yeah. If something goes wrong, you know, I can't have this. She gets pissed off and she leaves. Okay. Yeah. And I go, oops. Okay. And then I call her and I'm like, okay, can we do a deal that I I'll send you customers and uh, you do them. And then she wasn't interested. She was pissed off. And I was like, okay, whatever. So then my clients go, Claire, you do permanent makeup, you do beautiful eyebrows. Why don't you do it? Because I started looking for somebody. Mm-hmm. Then I started Googling and then I see this thing called microblading. I'm like, what the mm-hmm. hell is microblading? Yeah. Or it was like, no, it was eyebrow embroidery, embroidery, whatever <laughs> it's called. And then like all these kind of names. And I go, okay, I got to go learn this. I got to do it. So I go. And I drive like six, seven hours to Northern Florida, like, cause I'm South. Mm-hmm. So I drive all the way and it was like a ridiculous training. There was nothing thought like <laughs> this woman was horrible. Yeah. So, and then I'm like, okay, I didn't learn anything. And then there was two other girls there and we're talking, what are we going to do? So we find another person this time in Naples, Florida, which is another like three, four hours. So we drive there, all all three of us. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like thinking, okay, you know, she's better. She she seems like she knows what she's doing. And in the meantime, I'm still searching online. Mm -hmm. And I see this this guy, Branko Babich, you know, uh, Academy, microblading, da-da-da. And I'm like thinking, wow, this eyebrow looks nice, like much nicer than that girl in Naples. Mm -hmm. And then I, but you know what I did? I asked the girl in Naples and I go, listen, you know, have you heard of this guy? And she goes, yeah, yeah. He's like pretty big in Europe, um, but he never came to us. 
you know, I learned from this other guy, this Chinese guy. And I said, oh, yes. I said, I heard of this Chinese guy, David Browart. I said, I didn't love the, the, the way that it looks as much as this other guy, mm-hmm. this Bronco guy. And I said, but it's expensive. Should I do it? And she says, listen, Claire, do you have the money to do it? I said, yeah, I have money. I said, it's not a problem. And I said, the only thing is the two days that the guy is coming, I'm fully booked. That's mm-hmm. like a lot of money for me. Yeah. You know, a few thousand dollars. Like I, I did good, you know, pretty well when I was waxing and doing skincare. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, you know what? I called and sold out. And I go, okay, you know what? Not meant to be, whatever, no big deal. I, and the, the lady says, oh, you know, he's coming back in three months or four months. I said, perfect. I said, you know what? I'm doing it already. I'm learning, no big deal. You know, when he comes back, I'll just do it. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be more expensive because he's coming out with a new tool. I said, I don't mind. I said, whatever, it is what it is. I said, you don't even have space for me. She calls back the next day. And she says, oh, you know, we have a student was supposed to come from Brazil. She couldn't get a visa. She did. They, you know, didn't allow her to U.S. And I have one spot left. And I'm like thinking, oh, my God, like this is yeah. now is tomorrow. It's tomorrow. <gasps> oh, my God. I'm like, OK, listen, lady, I'm like thinking, I, I don't know how I could move my clients. It's just tomorrow. Uh, maybe I listen. This is a good opportunity. She sold me. She says, mm-hmm. it's cheaper, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know what? You sold me. So moved all my clients. And my husband's like, are you crazy? You already spent you know, twice, blah, blah, blah. And I said, no, Scott. Like, this is this guy is the shit. Like, look at the eyebrows. Mm-hmm. You know, it looks really much better than anybody here in the United States. So I go. I go to the training. And I actually graduated the second in the group. Um, actually the girl who, who graduated first, she's now one of my trainers. Um, yeah, in Atlanta. (laughs) So, but anyway, I said, okay, you know what? This is great. Then a year went by and then I see this masterclass in Belgrade in, in Serbia. So I tell my husband, Sky, you know what? I'm, I'm going to Belgrade to Serbia. Is it safe? I'm like, yeah, it's safe. I said, it's not Syria. It's Serbia. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm like, you're so American. <laughs> <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, you know what? We're going to do it. So he goes, okay. You know what? I He knows if I put something here, I'm not changing it. Yeah. So I go and then uh, he remembers me. He says, I remember you. He goes, Las Vegas. I said, close, Miami. He goes, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it was only two people mm-hmm. from the whole American continent at the time. Nobody knew. And this is when he says, you know what? It's febrows, blah, blah, blah. Now we're going to be febrows, not anymore Branko Babich Microblading Academy. And he started making a few products here and there. It was literally the beginning of everything, mm-hmm. you guys. It was crazy. Wow. So then I'm looking there. You know, maybe there was like, I would say, 150 people max Mm -hmm. very few people and then I see this girl she's Turkish and I see that she's helping you know the the attendees there and I'm like hey you know I said this is cool I said you know what 
I said, I see that you're a master. I said, what does that mean? Like, I like that name. I like that title. I said, I want to be a master artist. And then she goes, oh, it means that, that now, you know, the company is getting bigger. We're going to start teaching. And I go, oh, okay. Because by then, back then, it was only him teaching. Mm -hmm. He was going and teaching, but he didn't have trainers. So I guess, okay. I said, I don't want to teach. I said, I don't think I could teach. I said, I just want to put that on my spa, that like that <laughs> certificate that mm -hmm. says master, you know? And she goes, okay, this is what you're going to do. You're going to put your pictures and, you know, you share your stuff. We have a forum on Facebook. I said, okay. So I stopped putting my stuff and all of a sudden I got his attention. Mm. And then one day he messages me and says, you know what? I, I'd like you to be a part of my team. And I'm like, what does that mean? And then my friend goes, come on, don't be stupid. He's asking you to be a trainer for him. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> so then I became the first trainer in the whole U.S. continent, wow. not just U.S. I mean, on American continent, mm -hmm. in Canada or, you know, Mexico, the whole wow. continent. And I'm like thinking, oh, my God, I, I'm like shitting my pants. How am I going <laughs> to teach now? I'm going to teach. I'm like. I'm good, but I'm not that good. I wasn't that confident when I started teaching. I was like mm. shaking. And at first, like my my lips and tongue was sticking to each other. Yeah. Like, you know, like you can't talk. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. And then I made a mistake in my first month. I'm like thinking, shit, I don't know if this is for me, man. Like, I don't know if I could teach. I don't know if this is for me. Mm -hmm. And then I get this feedback. You're amazing. You're such a good instructor. And I'm like thinking, I never taught anything in my life. Like if you asked me to teach you Turkish, I wouldn't be able to teach you. Mm -hmm. Like I don't know. I don't have a structure. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. God gave me this strength. And all of a sudden, I'm selling like hotcakes, I tell you. I'm going to this city, to that city. You know, one weekend I'm in California, the other weekend I'm in uh, in Chicago and then New York. And I, like, like, what the hell is going on? Like, I wow. found myself literally mm -hmm. in the middle of this crazy stuff. Then uh, my brother-in-law, no, not my father-in-law says, you know what? You need a partner. You need somebody to do marketing for you. And then he says, you know what? Why don't you partner with uh, Glenn, my, my brother-in-law? And I go, okay, let me talk to him. And he says, 50, 50. I'm like, get the hell out of here. I said, I'm not giving you 50%. Mm. No freaking way. He goes, okay. And then he goes, and then I'm like drowning. And I'm like drowning. And I'm like, I don't know how to run a business. I don't know how to do marketing. I don't know anything. I, I, I you know what though, actually, He's older too. So he didn't know Instagram that well either. Mm -hmm. So we did like Facebook and um, we did like webinars and we were able to bring our academy, honestly, to be the number one academy in the United States. Wow. So, you know, people were just really recommending us everywhere. I mean, we got the reviews and, we, you know, we got it all going for us. Mm -hmm. Um. So that's, that's my story in a nutshell. And then I, I was like, okay, after a while, I am crazy, as everybody knows, <laughs> I'm a harmless crazy. And I, 
I started saying to him, Glenn, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do this. I want to do that. I started stressing the guy so much that he started to get having like anxiety. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, Glenn, I can't just sit still. You know, I got to keep growing. I got to keep moving. I got to do stuff. You know, I want to do like, I wanted to, to come out with lamination course. Like mm-hmm. when it first was starting Yeah, and he was like, I can't do it, you know, microwave. And you know what I said to him after a while, I go, Glenn, if we stayed with just microblading, we would have been dying right now. Because right now there's all these new techniques coming out. Mm-hmm. You know, we are now cooking about five, six trainings, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But but I had to separate from him. It just didn't work. It didn't work. And, uh, you know, he started Beauty Pro Prime, which he does like um, support for uh, uh, trainer, uh, like trainers, artists, you know, in mm-hmm. the, in the permanent makeup industry, you know, marketing for them. He does like websites for them. We mm-hmm. had to go our, our separate ways in a, in a good way. It was like mutual. It was like a good, good. divorce, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So that's really my story. Wow. wow. Oh my gosh. So Ooh. you like the stars kind of aligned completely yeah, the for door you just kept opening like everything aligned perfectly exactly and it well yes and no you guys because honestly it was kind of bad timing yeah like i started i started my business 10 months before coronavirus oh. so i was able to get it off like it's like an airplane like this getting off and then it started going like this you know like oh, down and yeah. i'm like oh right, right, god right. but then i turned it around I just believe being so positive, you know, like even in Turkey, I told him, I said, Glenn, I want to start Turkey. Mm -hmm. It was like, I am not doing that. I'm not interested. I'm just going to stick with USA. And he kept saying, this is the low hanging fruit. That's the high hanging fruit. I said, I want to reach for the high hanging fruit too. Mm -hmm. I said, I don't mind. I said, it's a very difficult country to get permits and this, that, the other thing, but the, 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 the positive is I'm Turkish. They will support me, mm-hmm. you know, and they are now we're growing really big in, uh, in Turkey wow. and it's starting, but you know what, but by the time my freaking products came to Turkey, cu- Turkish customs, coronavirus, it sat there for five months oh. and it cost me so much money. And, but you know what? Oh my gosh. Whatever. I'm like, it is what it is. You know, it's not cancer. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God. Unless it's like health related, I'm not going to get worried about it. Yeah. There'll be a way out. There'll be a way through. There's always a yeah. way. Yeah. There's always a way. I always tell this and I repeat it all the time to my husband because I think I come from a background. I didn't have anything. Nothing. I never had a car in my life. I never owned an apartment mm-hmm. for a house. You have to be a millionaire to have a house in Turkey. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a big city. It's huge. It's huge. It's like uh, five times bigger than New York. It's so big. Oh, wow. Millions and millions of people. Right. So I'm like, you know what? I said, I live there and I was fine. Yes, I couldn't buy meat and eat meat every day. I couldn't mm-hmm. buy 
you know, bananas. Bananas was like exotic <laughs> fruits. Here is so cheap, right? Or pineapple. These were like luxury stuff mm-hmm. that people take it for granted. That's why I tell my kids, like, you're so spoiled. Don't be spoiled. Like, don't take things for granted. When I hear people here talk, oh, I can't get a job because, and again, I'm, please don't take this the wrong. Mm-hmm. I had a boyfriend, uh, a fiance. Oh, they're discriminating because I'm Jewish. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Excuse me. You know what? Mm-hmm. Don't be a victim. Oh, I'm a Jew. Oh, I'm a this. Oh, I'm that. You know what? This is a beautiful country. Just go do it. Go do it. Yes, there is people going to be against you everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, my mother is Jewish. I grew up in a country that is 99.9% Muslim. I am such a, this big, like a, like a, a, a tip of the pin mm-hmm. in there. Okay. But I never said this. You know what? I was able to open a salon. I came here. And I said, I was telling this to Shiva. I said, Shiva, I'm always going to be a minority. No matter where I go, I am never going to fit. But that's okay. You know what? I'm going to work hard and I'm going to work hard and I'm not going to let this, my English, my whatever, I'm not going to let it stop me. Because if you have the will, there is a way. Mm -hmm. Unless it's health, then there is no way. You know? That's why I always said, you know, like, this is why I get divorced from my first husband. Everything was a problem. Mm. Everything was a problem. First, he was using this. Oh, I'm from Israel and they're discriminate. I'm like, I, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I said, why you say that? You know? Oh, but you know what? Now I'm doing, uh, uh, he, he started painting. I said, I don't care what you do. Go clean freaking toilets. Just stick with something and you will grow. Then you'll be, first you start with cleaning the toilet, then you become the janitor, then you become the, the manager. The, mm-hmm. You know, just stick with something for God's sake. You know, who cares? Why are you just stuck with like being a victim? Oh, now I can't get a job because, uh, you know, the, the illegal aliens are doing it. And blah, blah, blah. these are all, to me, these are all excuses. You know, Mm -hmm. it's all excuses. Mm -hmm. I I, I didn't want to hear it. I didn't want to hear it. Though they're they're illegal. They're charging less. I can't compete with that. I'm I'm an Israeli. I'm a this. No. You know what? But guess what? I left his ass. Imagine he's listening to this. (laughs) I don't even give a shit. He should thank me. I left his ass. And you know what? He started doing construction. Literally, he did it. And he was complaining about that. He mm. says, oh, you know what? There is this construction people and they're uh, having cheap people work for them. And I, I said, I don't want to hear it. I said, you go do it and stick with that. Now he even became a general contractor. He's doing really well right now. Mm. All he needed is a push in his butt. Somebody keeps saying, don't be a victim. Go get it. Yeah. If that's what you want. Yeah. yeah. To be as successful as you want to be, you you have to assume just in your mind, you have to assume that everybody's on the same playing field. Like you have the same cards dealt. Mm-hmm. If you stay in a victim mentality, you won't grow. If you keep pointing fingers, you won't grow. You, you, you have to assume you have the same advantage as the tall guy, the short guy, the big person, the smart. You have to assume you got you, like you're on an even playing field and go. 
Mm-hmm. Well, it depends. You know what? It's funny. I was talking about this with my husband. My son loves basketball. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many white guys make it in, in to N- uh, NFL? To the NBA? NBA. I mean, NBA sorry, yeah. NBA. Okay. It's so little. Yeah. But I don't want to tell him that he can't do it, but I want to tell him that, you know, Aiden, I mean, you have a disadvantage of your body, the way that your body is. It's your genetics. You can't change that. You know what I mean? Like, I have uh, one of our friends, actually, our kids are very good friends, is uh, Lisa Leslie. She was a... Yep, I know exactly you know, who she is. WNBA. Yeah, she's my neighbor. Her son is a giant. Is a giant. Like, he's almost as tall as my older son who likes basketball. But... Like a kid like that is going to like, you know what I mean? It's just no question about it. Right. Mm-hmm. It's it's just some things you need to be. Okay. Maybe this is, you know, I have to be realistic. Like for somebody like me to go start uh, drawing portraits. I mean, I, I don't think I could like, you need a talent for that. Yeah. Right? You I, need a certain talent. Mm-hmm. I think there's a difference between being realistic and being the victim. And that's the point yes. here that that's my point. sometimes there's definitely things that are like going to impede the path. If you're five foot one, it, it might be hard for you to become you're a probably, professional you're basketball player. You're probably never going to dunk. Right. I'm saying if you're five foot one. Yeah. But you know. that's different from saying you know, oh, it's not because I'm short. It's because I, um, you know, I'm not the right race or, you know, something like that. And so, yeah, there's definitely a difference between being a victim and being realistic. And when you want to be successful, you have to get past the victim mentality. You have to decide it doesn't matter what other people are saying are the disadvantages or the cards are against them or anything like that. If you want it, you have to go out and get it and stop waiting for permission. You need to empower yourself with any training, mentorship, um, education, you know, whatever it is, practice, 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 positive mental attitudes. Mm hmm. You know, I tell my students a few days ago, this girl writes to me, I don't think I'm ever going to graduate. You know what I said? You're not. If that's what you think. This type of attitude, you're not. Mm -hmm. But I'm here to help you. Mm -hmm. So if you think that you could do it, you put your mind to it. Then you could do it. Right. I always said, you guys, my biggest dream was to drive a BMW because it was such a nice car in my country. Mm-hmm. Now I drive a Tesla, the a Model S that like, you know, like, and it doesn't even mean anything. But that's another thing that I tell my husband. I go, Scott, you know what? Today I have this. It's materialistic things. It's okay. I said, if I lose it, I lose it. Then I go and I don't live in a, you know, 5,000 square feet home. I'll live in a 900 square feet home. Mm-hmm. I never had my own room to begin with in my life until I moved to here as an au pair. That's how I came to this country to, to, mm-hmm. to start taking care of kids mm-hmm. and uh, doing a house cleaning, you know? Yeah. But I'm like thinking, you know what? I still said, I'm going to find the positive. Do you know that I didn't even like kids? I did it so I could come to this country. Yeah. And I think that's so huge is doing what you need to do to get where you want to be. I think there's this attitude a lot of like, 
well, I graduated. I have the license. I have the certificate. So now I should be making all the money. No, you have to work. You need to pay your dues. You need to gain the experience. Yep. It's like you would tell it your ex-husband, you got to start with cleaning the toilets and then you'll become the janitor and then you'll work your way up. So do what you need to do to get where you want to be because you're not going to magically just wake up and have the six or seven figure business and all yeah. the clients and the reviews and everything. You have to put in the time and the effort to make it happen in order for that to come to pass. You guys, I in Turkey washed sheets by hand because the lady who owned the spa didn't have a machine. Mm. It was luxury to have a machine. Mm. So she had this um interns i was an intern when i was at school three years of high school the sick the two years the last two years i did internship mm-hmm. i wash sheets towels by hand you know wow. i i i carried uh, tea and coffee do you want tea do you want coffee like i just sit there and watching exactly what she's doing learning mm-hmm. you know just to learn yeah but I think it's a little bit of a different mentality here in the United States. It really is. And it's sad because I see it changing in my country too that, mm, I don't know, it's, it, you have to pay your dues to get someplace. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't happen overnight. You have to be patient. You have to keep working. And it will happen. You know, I'll tell you the last story and I'm out of here. I know it's been a long time. I I could talk for hours, like 30 minutes. Yeah, right. Okay. So for example, when I uh, started teaching, Mm -hmm. you know, with my spa, I had to have somebody to take over my clients because I had a full book. Mm -hmm. So then I met this girl, her name is Joy and uh, amazing facialist. I said, Joy come work for me. And she says, well, I'm working in this doctor's office for 11 years. I go, okay, you're making $11 an hour after 11 years. Mm. You make no tips because you're in a doctor's office. Mm-hmm. I said, why don't you try? She came and I told her because this is where, how I put my mind. When I came to this country and when I was little girl, I said, I'm going to not live here in, in Turkey. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm going to have a good life. I'm going to, you know, Europe, I, U.S. was so far-fetched for me. I was always thinking I'll probably live in London. Mm-hmm. I tried that. It didn't work. But anyway, so I, um, I said to her, I'm going to be big. I'm going to be big. That's the words that I used for mm-hmm. her. And she goes, yeah, she didn't know me that well, maybe two, three months. And I said, look, I'm going to start teaching. And I said, I'm going to be the biggest trainer. I said, you need to be here. I said, I'll teach you microblading. And I said, I'll have you my assistant. You know, you could travel with me. I'm going to be big. And to this day, we, we laugh. And I said, maybe one day, I said, I'll leave you my business. You know, when is this day? The end of this month. Really? Yeah. Whoa. I, she inherited my brown beauty bar. Wow. I, I can't do it anymore. But the funny thing was, she came to me and she said, Claire, I'm going to quit today. I said, okay. She goes to quit. And the doctor, God bless her soul, because she actually passed away from cancer very recently. Mm. So she says, uh, I'm going to match that. Whatever she's giving you, I'm going to give you. 
So she comes and she tells me, and I said, Joy, you're my friend. I care about you. I said, honestly, if she's giving you the same, I wouldn't go. Stay there. Stay there. Mm-hmm. But if she's only giving it to you, get it in writing. And guess what happened? Of course, she never got anything in writing. Mm-hmm. And then I said, I said, listen, I'm not being selfish. I said, I'm being realistic. Yeah. You come here, you have a future. You stay there, you have no future. Mm-hmm. You keep wor- the working and maybe next year you make $12 an hour. That's oh. what I said. Yeah. And now she was like crying the other day and, and, and she kept saying, I can't do it. I'm not you. I said, you don't need to be me. Mm-hmm. She looks at me like I'm God, you know? I said, you could do it. Look at other people who do it, right? Mm-hmm. I said, there is a formula. And I actually told her about you. I said, Yay. you could. <laughs> I said, yeah. Is that funny? Yeah. We'll help wow. her out. Send her our way. But no, it's so true. I think that a lot of times we compare ourselves to other people who have made it right? The people who have the successful business, they have the, you know, the beautiful work and the clients and all this kind of stuff. And we think, oh, I have to be just like them in order to do it. No, you, there's only one you, you have to do it your way. That's, you're the person that your clients are going to identify with. You're the person that your team is going to identify with. So you have to, obviously, yes, you have to learn the systems and, you know, understand marketing and sales and all those kinds of things. But you need to allow yourself to do it in your way and be you. And I love that you helped her understand that for sure. I always t- told her, compete with yourself. Mm-hmm. T- make a goal for yourself, reach that goal. And then when you reach that goal, reach for higher, higher. And this is what I do, you know? Yeah. I don't look at other company. I, I really don't. I don't even look. Well, I can't even look at Fibrows because I'm blocked, but... <laughs> I really mind my own business. You know, the horses put a thing here like this. The blinders. You know, like, I don't know what it's called, but what is it called? Blinders. Yes. Uh huh. That That's what I go. I go like this and then I just keep going. Yeah. You know, and I try to, to run. I sprint mm-hmm. sometimes. I'm mm-hmm. a little bit too much and I know, but, you know, I... I just feel like whatever makes you happy because she says, you work so much. You don't have a life. I said, Joy, you don't have to do that. Yeah. You could do what works for Joy. Mm-hmm. I said, right. forget about Claire. This is what Claire did, but you don't have to do that. You could put your boundaries mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then stick to your boundaries. Now I'm very proud. I'm doing that too. Now I'm saying no to a lot of clients. Because you know what? I don't have time. I don't have time. And I want to please everybody. I, you know, I just can't do it. And I just got to stop it at that time. You know, good for you. Good for you you to recognize that for sure. And it's hard. It's hard to set those boundaries, but it makes your life better. (laughs) It really, really does. Of course. Of course. (laughs) I'm trying. I'm trying. If you know anybody who's looking for a job, I'm hiring in Florida. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we'll keep an eye out. So does your listing have to be salespeople doesn't have to be in Florida. Oh yeah. True. True. Okay. Send us info. We'll, we'll, we'll look around for you. We'll see who we know. (laughs) Claire, this was wonderful. Thank Thank you you. so much for being here with us. Um, Where can people learn more from you? Where can they get connected with you? Um, my Instagram, personal Instagram is Master Claire Rosenberg. 
And then we have an academy Instagram. It's called Official Beauty Angels Academy. My website is uh, beautyangelsacademy.com or beautyangelsstore.com. We Mm -hmm. have, um, you know, we sell everything that... uh, that permanent makeup professionals need, or even like some eyelashes we're, we're starting, not extensions, but um, okay. yeah. So we have a online store, we have an online platform for courses and um, yeah. Awesome. They could DM me anytime. All right. Perfect. We'll definitely link all of this in the episode notes. Claire, thank, thank you so you. much for being here with us, sharing your experience and expertise. We appreciate you. You're welcome. You guys are amazing. If you lived close, I would be one of your best friends. We can still be friends. Yeah, we'll still be, and we'll visit. We'll visit. We need to come to Florida. Visit. We've never been. Visit. <laughs> visit, visit, visit me. We will. Thank you so Thank much, you. Claire.